So Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Well, today we continue our theme of prayer. So we'll just have a little quick prayer first. Father God, as we turn to you, open our hearts to your word and your word to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, last week we heard from Paul about the power of prayer. And the week before, Ian told us about the joy of prayer. And the message I took from those two sermons was that God knows everything. He already knows what we will ask for in prayer, but still delights in hearing from us, from hearing our voice, a voice he loves and a person he loves. But in a world where everyone seems to be so busy, rushing here and there, there seems no time to talk to family, friends, neighbours or colleagues. Instead, we text or email, communicate through Facebook or WhatsApp. It's quicker, and we can do that while doing something else at the same time. But we can't text or email God. We have to talk to him. And so does God sometimes get pushed into the background until we have time? Is this something we're guilty of? I know I'm guilty of that sometimes. What is the purpose of a world where we are constantly developing faster cars, faster trains and aeroplanes, so that we can get to where we want to be so much quicker? Where labour and time-saving devices are in every household? where people structure their lives to save precious time. If the goal is not to free up quality time to spend with God, then it may seem that it, there's no meaningful purpose to it. In a world where people strive for power, God who has the ultimate power, God with whom power truly lies, patiently waits for us. And when he sees and hears us coming, he waits patiently for us to talk to him. And as we enter into prayer and ask for his help, for healing for this one, strength and perseverance for the other one, whatever our petition may be, God already knows what we want, but it's just enjoying hearing our voice. He looks forward to hearing from us. We enter God's world and everything slows down. There is no need to rush what we want to say to God, as God is quite prepared to listen as long as we want to talk to him. Although quick arrow prayers are equally valid when needed. He often stills our hearts and quietens our minds so that we can hear when he answers us. In the light and glory of his grace, nothing else seems important. God is always very close to us, 
not far off, not a distant figure. He is there with us, right beside us. And in prayer, we enter into that closeness more deeply. I'm sure you have all experienced times, as I have, when there is a desert time in prayer, when we can't find the words to say or focus on needs of ourselves or others. In those times, it's still important to enter into that closeness with God in the silence of our hearts and wait on him. For prayer is always an offering and in offering ourselves, however we are, and simply entering into that space with God, it's a form of prayer in which God will honour our faithful waiting on him with his closeness and his grace. I think sometimes we may need to take our eyes from the goal of our personal lives and just turn our eyes to God. This week, the theme of, is the goal of prayer. And a couple of weeks ago, Ian was talking about Manchester City and Liverpool football clubs and their ability to score goals. Not knowing anything about football, I would tentatively put forward that their goal is to score goals. I think other things count too, like skill and dexterity. But the ultimate goal, so I understand, is to score goals so that they get points. And points make prizes, and that means money for them, prestige and glory. I think that's how it works. I really wouldn't know as I come from Sunderland and they don't score goals or get points. <laughs> goals are not always easy to achieve and often take a lot of time and dedication. And I know this because despite trying for 10 years, I still haven't reached my goal of being nine stone. But what is our goal when we pray? And why do we pray? Well, prayer deepens our relationship with God. Prayer brings us closer to him. And Jesus prayed. During his time with the disciples, he was often seen in prayer. Jesus prayed for guidance in places of quiet solitude. Mark chapter 1 verse 35 tells us, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke chapter 5 verse 16 says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus prayed prayers of thanksgiving. Mark chapter 14 verse 22 says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, gave it to his disciples saying, Take it, this is my body. Jesus prayed in a posture of submission and with an attitude of reverent submission. Matthew chapter 26 verse 39 tells us, Going a little further, Jesus fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus loved his Father and communicated with him often. He prayed for wisdom and guidance in his earthly ministry. He prayed for others to come to know him as Saviour and Lord. He prayed for the disciples that God would protect them from the evil one and strengthen their ministry once he departed from them. He prayed with honesty and reverence. 
he prayed with joy and praise. But most of all, Jesus prayed with expectation. He knew the Father heard his prayers and would respond. And I think we too should pray with the same expectation. And so we've heard that the Bible tells us that Jesus prayed in a variety of settings, public and private. He prayed in times of joy, in times of sorrow. He prayed for himself and he prayed for others. He prayed to express thanks to the Father and praise was a regular part of Jesus' prayers. He prayed to petition for the needs of others. He prayed to commune with his Father and his relationship with his Heavenly Father naturally resulted in a desire to spend time communicating with him and his prayers were always in accordance with God's will. John chapter 14 verse 13 tells us that Jesus said, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. I think that this should be our goal as believers, to pray as Jesus prayed. Prayer is meant for the glory of God, not our own glory. Our goal is not important unless it is aligned with God's goal. In the reading from Colossians, Paul begins by asking for constant and loyal prayer, to continue steadfastly and to persevere being watchful. Being watchful gives the image of standing guard, a demand for constant attention. And Paul is saying not to give up on prayer. That prayer should not be a careless or casual act, but one that we pay close attention to, an ongoing dialogue with God. Prayer is not about us getting our own way or convincing God to change his mind. It is about glorifying him, acknowledging our dependence upon him, and aligning our will with his so that we may be used by him. And that alignment leads to a greater understanding and a greater sense of gratitude and thankfulness. Sometimes our minds and hearts may not be completely aligned with God before we start to pray. Just recently, I was faced with something extremely upsetting and challenging. I prayed fervently and then handed it over to God, laid it at the altar for him to deal with and redeem. The problem was that, quite unconsciously, I picked it up again and took it away with me again. And I think this must have been extremely confusing for God, as it was for me, because nothing felt right. Very kindly since then, people have prayed with me and prayed that I would leave it with God to allow God to redeem the situation. So I think it's important to have our minds and hearts aligned with God as much as we are able. I think it's important to settle ourselves in prayer. To pray for someone or some situation is to see the person or the situation held in the hands of God, enfolded in God's love. And the power of prayer becomes an act of worship, a communion with God. But how do we know our prayer has been heard and answered? Well, the more we pray, the more time we spend in conversation with God, the easier it is to recognize his voice and his leading in our lives and his answers to our prayers.
God loves us unconditionally, but wants always to deepen the relationship we have with him. And this happens through prayer. So let us pray. Father God, give us grace to be faithful in our relationship with you, reaching out to you in love and prayer. Amen.